This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. In this episode, I caught up with Caitlin Riley, head football coach's wife for the Oklahoma Sooners. I recorded this just prior to the pandemic, so keep in mind her answers are reflective of her experiences prior to that and social distancing protocols. I'm so excited to have Caitlin Riley today. Caitlin is the wife of Lincoln Riley, head football coach for the Oklahoma Sooners. Thank you so much for being a part of us today. Thank you, Kristen. I'm excited to visit with you. Now, do you ever just pause and go, oh my goodness, my husband is the head coach at Oklahoma? I did, especially in the beginning. Now I look back and think, wow, you know, we're so grateful to be at Oklahoma. There's just it's an incredible history and tradition, a program that's got so much um, value. And then the city of Norman is just a wonderful place to raise a family. We've just really enjoyed our time here. Funny story, though, I came to Norman for the first time in 2008. We were at Texas Tech, and Lincoln was a receivers coach, and we were undefeated. We were number two in the country. Oklahoma was number five, and we thought we were going to come in and win, and it was the most electric I've ever seen a stadium. It was called the jump around game because the stadium went crazy and we got killed Mm. 65 to 21. And I looked at my friend who was O-line coach, his wife at the time, and I said, I'm never, ever going back to this place ever again. (laughs) So I like it much better on this side now. Absolutely. Now thinking about those stats, Coach, right now at 36 and six as a head coach, won three Big 12 titles, Big 12 Coach of the Year. Those are stats reporters like to pull and write about. But I want to know from your perspective, what do you think makes Coach Riley special? I think just at his core, the kind of man he is, he's extremely humble. He's going to always take the blame, but then credit others for success. He's hardworking and genuine. He's relatable. He loves big and he expects and works really hard to get the best out of people. Now, you mentioned it. You were at Texas Tech, but walk me through your road to Norman, uh, where you guys first started, and how did you get there? Yeah, so Lincoln's uh, walked on as a quarterback at Texas Tech, and Mike Leach was the head coach, and he played a spring as a quarterback, and then Leach approached him and said that he picked up the offense really well. He knew he wanted to coach. Would he be interested in just starting his coaching career early? And so Lincoln decided to stop playing and started student assistant. So he was a student assistant for three years at Texas Tech, and then he was a GA for one year there. And then he was hired in 2007 as a receivers coach. So we were at Tech then for three seasons full-time, a total of seven altogether. And then we went to East Carolina. He was the offensive coordinator there for five years. And then we came to Oklahoma as offensive coordinator in uh, January of 2015. And then we were two seasons as the offensive coordinator. And then um, in June of 2017, he was named the head coach. Wow. 
And then the day you remember being, you knew that moment was going to happen. There's going to be a press conference. Do you get nervous? Like, what do you wear? Walk me through that day. <laughs> well, it was kind of a crazy day. Um, so he was at the, they were in camp and he called me that morning. I don't know, maybe 10 o'clock and said, Coach Leach is, or Coach Stoops is retiring and I'm getting a job. You cannot tell anybody, but call our parents. So I called my parents and his parents and told them, you know, press conference is going to be in two days come you know well he wants you to be here and so they started making arrangements to come I think my parents were uh, traveling somewhere else but they made arrangements to come and then my sister was in town and so we took all the kids to the water park a little local water park and I mean I had gone down the slide about 10 times and gotten just completely soaking wet and I went to get my phone to video the girls coming down the slide and I had 14 missed calls Oh from Lincoln and he said it's out somebody's leaked it they're moving the press conference up to today no it's gonna start in three hours Can no. get, my suit and get up here as soon as possible I mean I was drenched <laughs> so it was wild uh, we ran home I, was, I had to tell my sister at that point because I hadn't told her before and um, she got my girls ready I got ready and then rushed up there and, and got him a suit in time. And, you know, it was really special. We had, we got, I got there pretty quick and um, we had a chance of Coach Stoops and Carol and Lincoln and I, and we just kind of sat in the room for a little bit before we went in. And it was really neat because, I mean, it was a big, mm. a big deal for all four of us, you know, it was, mm. he was retiring and we were starting. And so it was just really special. Wow, what a day! I mean, actually, was I can't believe that you didn't tell your sister at the water park. I mean, I know. that's incredible, I I, right there. I was trying to keep it so Lincoln could could we could tell them together that night, um, but you know, it all got out, and people were, you know, I was supposed to go to dinner with my friends that night, and I texted them and said, "So sorry, something came up. I can't, I can't make it to dinner." And, <laughs> <laughs> and then they all said, well, now we know what was going on. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So when did, where did you grow up? And did you ever think, wow, you would be a head coach's wife at Oklahoma? <laughs> so I grew up in Demet, Texas. It's a little bitty uh, farming community in the West Texas Panhandle. Um, my parents were both raised there. My granddad was actually the basketball coach, the high school coach for 32 years. Wow. Um, so coaching is kind of in my blood. My grandmother said that uh, I think I was three or four and walked to the front of the line at the state basketball tournament in Austin and said, coach's wife, and just waved myself in. So <laughs> I guess it was something I was always supposed to be. <laughs> That's really cute. A coach's daughter. Now, how did you actually meet Lincoln Riley? So we played high school sports. We were in uh, rival schools. We were in the same district. And so I played AAU basketball with some girls from his town. and So we just met in high school. Wow. And you started dating in high school and all through college? Yes. Wow. When did you get married? We got married um, four months after he was hired uh, on officially as an assistant. So we got married in uh, July of 2007. 2007. Wow. And you have two daughters, right? We have two girls. The Sloan is seven. She was born in North Carolina and was two when we moved to Oklahoma. And then Stella is three, and she was born in Norman. Wow. Those are some fun ages. You're a busy woman. They are fun. It's good. It's all good. 
so I like to ask some total Big 12 groupie questions. Are you okay <clears throat> with that? Sure. Okay. Sure. So you need to correct me if I'm wrong, but I read somewhere where you go watch his weekly press conference. Is that true? Do you go watch that? I do. I do. I go um, every Monday. It's kind of our, it's kind of twofold. It's, we actually have 10 minutes um, of quiet and just the two of us to walk there. That's uninterrupted during the day rather than at night when we're both tired. So we get to catch up during the day. And then also uh, kind of keeps me in the loop with everything that's going on so that at night when we do get to visit, it doesn't have to be all about football. Mm -hmm. Now, do you watch the big 12 media days? Do you go, is it kind of nerve wracking a little bit to watch all of that? Uh, it is. I have never been. Um, I always watch it on TV. It, it is. It just seems like a crazy hustle and bustle. So I, I stay home and just watch it on TV. I do go to all his post-game press conferences, uh, just kind of as I'm always here, win or lose, I'll be beside you. But that Big 12 media days is a little bit crazy for me. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. How many ticket requests do you get on a weekly basis? You know, it varies. We're we're close to home. Well, my close to home we're about five hour drive to where we both grew up so um we've had anywhere from 45 to just three my parents um have not missed a home or away game since Lincoln's been the head coach so oh, wow. um sometimes it's just me and the two of them and sometimes we have a whole lot wow so you go obviously to every single game that's really cool yes I do yeah. I did I had to miss one this year with a stomach bug and it was really hard to watch it on TV for me. Yeah. Now, do you follow recruiting at all? I mean, do you like that part of this job? <clears throat> yes, I love recruiting. It's um, it's really my favorite part. So we host a meal in our home every official visit. Um, if it's an early game, we have dinner here. And if it's a late game, we have breakfast on Sunday morning. So it's, you know, I just feel like it is a kickstart of relationships. It's how we get to meet the kids as people. We get to meet their families. We get to, you know, really learn about them, what makes them tick, what they love. Nothing to do for me with what they do on the field. And so I, it's, it's truly my favorite part. And then when the parents come, a kid signs and the parents come and I get to see them on a game day or at practice. I love to be able to visit and say, you know, how's your little sister or how's volleyball or whatever it is that, that we got to learn about them when they were in our home. So Does your kids get to be around to them? I'm sorry. We do. We, we always have our girls around, you know, it's not always picture perfect and pretty. They're usually in a princess dress or <laughs> some kind of mismatched clothes, but it's who we are and they're running around and playing and they always love when a recruit has a little sibling or somebody to play with or so, yeah, we're it's kind of just our, the first glimpse of us as a family who we are and we'd love for you to be a part of it a lot of fun times definitely for families at bowl games what do you think's your most fun bowl game you've been a part of in your coaching life experience oh gosh there's so many you know we've been really blessed and lucky to have been a part of a lot um, bowl games are a little bit different now for us you know oh back in the day it would be vacation and some football you know fun football but now with the playoffs it's business it's business trips so uh, it's changed a little bit how how bowls are for us but I don't know the cotton bowl is really special just all that they do and their hospitality is is amazing um, our sugar bowl we won the sugar bowl 
uh, Lincoln's last game as the OC here. It was Coach Stoops last game as a coach was really special. And then the Orange Bowl was a lot of fun in Miami just with kids. We stayed on the beach and were able to just walk downstairs and not have to go out for entertainment. So as a mama, that was really nice. That is fun. Now, I know there's only six losses as a head coach, but at some point in your career, you felt uh, adversity that everybody at some point goes through something that's kind of tough and that you have to kind of dig deep. Has there been something that's popped up that you faced that – And and if so, what did you rely on to get through those moments? You know, I think um, the toughest adversity for us was early on. Um, We were both raised in West Texas. We both went to school at Texas Tech. Um, My sister lived there. She had two small children. I had a great job teaching that I loved. We had a church that we'd been in for a long time. You know, everything was really familiar and comfortable. And then... Coach Leach was fired and we were not going to be there any longer and it was kind of like where are we going and he had different opportunities and then Coach Ruffin McNeil called and said we were actually on an interview at another job and Coach McNeil called and said don't take it I think I'm going to East Carolina and I want you to come with us and I told Lincoln, I said, well, I've never heard of East Carolina. I've heard of North Carolina and South Carolina but where in the world is East Carolina. I had no idea anything about it. And of course we went, Lincoln went, I think 24 hours after that initial phone call, he moved, he left and, you know, everything that we knew and that was comfortable for us was no longer. And Mm -hmm. so we moved to North Carolina and we didn't have children. It was just the two of us. And truly it was the best thing that probably ever happened. We had a great marriage to start with, but when you're all each other has and you're so far away from anything you know, all you have is each other and your faith to get you comfortable and to go out and meet new people. And it, it truly was the best five years. We explored different parts of the country. We just, just were each other. Well, that's all we had. And it was, it was wonderful. Something you rely on now when it's so fast paced, those things that you learned back then, you know, I'm sure help you. Even Absolutely. Today. Absolutely, they do. And, you know, I have talked to several young coaches' wives, you know, when they think moving moving is never fun. It's always hard. And 95% of the time or 99% of the time it's on the wife. But, you know, I just always encourage them to soak it in and enjoy where you're at and, and you know, really enjoy the time you have with him there and a new thing. You don't know how long you'll be there, but plant roots and get to know people and and you will really be blessed by it. I agree with that. I think I was interviewing someone else on this podcast. Oh, it was Trisha McIntyre. And I think she said something, the fact of, uh, you know, you'll never be with the exact same group. Even if you Mm -hmm. see the same staff, the somebody in that group is going to move on and you have just the sphere of influence, no matter where it is or who you, you have that group for that year. You know, and like you said, dig deep, build roots. You know, it's bigger than soak it up and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, are you ready for a really tough question? Okay, sure. Okay. And this is one you have to brag on yourself, and nobody likes it. (laughs) But I think all of us listening actually really love it because we're all here to try to learn and, and, you know, get better and, and do things differently. So, you're the backbone of a highly successful coach, highly successful. What few things have you tried to do um, that has contributed 
to the success of his career and your lives as a family? You know, I think Lincoln's success is because of a, a, a lot of people, you know, everybody that's around him um, contributed to it. I just try to be steady. You know, I just want to be steady in my presence. You know, I'm up there a lot and around, even if he's working, he, I dropped lunch or I did this. Um, just try to be around as much as I can, um, steady in my prayer life over him and the team, over everything I can possibly think to pray over, um, and steady in my emotions. Now, he doesn't see me go crazy in the stands, but when <laughs> I'm around him, I try to try to be steady, you know, just just to be a calm influence um, and just always be present. And like all coaches' wives, I try to take care of everything else outside of football so that he doesn't have to think about it. But I've also learned in the last couple of years that he, there's so much more to him than football. Um, he's a wonderful husband and a wonderful father. And so I've learned to set aside some things for him to do or help with or read this book with Sloan or do this with Stella or something that just I ask him to take the trash out on a certain day. Obviously, if he's gone, it's not that, but something that allows him to be a normal citizen mm-hmm. that kind of is like, I'm not just valued because I'm a coach. I'm, I'm a person too. And I think that's been really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What do you think is the toughest part about being a coach's wife? I think that, you know, obviously the time that they work and being away is really is hard and when you have young children it can be really hard I remember when Sloan was little and getting frustrated one night and he was gone and then I kind of thought oh gosh you know his job is our ministry it's it's a team thing and it's really hard on him to miss out too you know I felt like I was it was hard on me but it was hard on him too that he wasn't at home and so after that my perspective changed a little and I realized it wasn't just about me it was the team and we all had our roles to make it work Um, so I think the time can be hard and I think social media can be hard Um, I can handle the negatives I I don't read a lot um, I can handle the negatives about him but when you start attacking my boys that's when I have a really hard time Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah I just social media has changed college football so much you know it's just it has Oh, it's hard to watch sometimes when you try to stay off of it, but just inadvertently, you're going to see, you're going to hear, and you're like, oh, how do I do this, you know? I uh, know, yes, just surrounding yourself by the right people that lead you back to the truth is mm. the most important. That is true, very true. What are some things you say to Coach Riley when he inadvertently hears those comments? You know, my grand, my granddad, who was a coach, had a sign that said, the sun will always come up tomorrow. And, you know, I always try to try to remind him of that. He does a really good job um, of keeping it in perspective. Um, but it's still hard. Nobody likes to lose. Um, Donnie Duncan was his greatest mentor, and he was sick. And at the end of his life, he started sending texts to me and Lincoln often with so much wisdom about coaching and adversity we would face and I have every text saved and I'm not a saver I'm a, mm. I'm a cleaner outer and mm. so I have every text saved and you know that first year I can remember so many times thinking oh I wish Donnie was here to to give a little encouragement and I thought I've got these you know I can I can remind him of this and then I also started keeping a little notebook of things that past players or somebody said 
you know, nothing to do with football that just that, that they would give to us. And I started keeping those to remind them. I just got the sweetest note from a kid that was on our first team at tech, you know, well over mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And he said, I, you know, I've never said this, would you please pass this along? And so those are, those are good for both of us to see, you know, on oh, those days. Yeah. Why? These are why we do it. Oh, I love that. A book of encouragement specifically for him. angel notebooks. Mm-hmm. I am going to take that. I like it. I'm learning <laughs> well, stuff today. That's good. No. No. So after those big wins, do you guys have a tradition, something you do every time? We always, always rewatch the game after a win, no matter what really? time. We get home. Yes. Even if it's crazy, crazy late, we're going to come in and get on the couch or if it's nice, sit outside and rewatch it. It's, it's, you know, if it's a nerve wracking game, I might've had my head between my legs and I've not seen a lot of it. So it's always good for me to rewatch it when I know the outcome. Uh, oh my like goodness. That. That's so funny. Are the kids in bed usually? Yes. Usually they're, they're in bed. So, wow. and, and watching a game with him is totally different. So I usually watch it with him. And then when he goes to the office on Sunday after church, I'll watch it again by myself because he watches it like he's watching film and rewinds it and watches the same play 12 times. And so I usually have to watch it again. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. So you really like college football. I do. I love football. I really do. You grew up a coach's kid, but definitely something that you follow. So when you're in an off week, do you watch other games? We do. We'll, we'll follow friends or, you know, somebody that we know and share for them. If we're not recruiting or he's not, yeah. I'm, if I'm home and it's, it's football being played, it's, it's on <laughs> by my choice as much as his. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what are some things you enjoy doing for your wives now that you're a head coach's wife? I mean, when you were a um, assistant wife, you probably had a great mentor in someone in Mrs. Stoops to kind of go, Hey, this is what's what you do. But are there some things you enjoy doing as a group now? Yes, we do. There's, you know, um, when Lincoln makes a new hire, one of the first things he does is get the wife's phone number, something simple. And I always reach out to her pretty much immediately and just want to help with anything, you know, moving is, is never fun. It's hard. And so I try to make that as easy as possible. So then on move in day, I take the girls over and we make a basket and deliver it and usually has some new OU gear and snacks and water. And I try to put like a notepad and pen because you everything's packed you right know, right notes on and trash sacks and usually a bottle of champagne to celebrate their first night in Norman and um so I, I try to do that and then um when we say family at Oklahoma we really mean it so we try to provide opportunities <clears throat> to get together as often as we can you know sometimes it's just the coaches wives sometimes it's the coaches and spouses Sometimes it's families alike. We just try to foster relationships. One of the things that we thought was so important to carry over from Coach Stoops and Carol is that every wife is invited to travel with the team to every mm-hmm. single away game. That's awesome. So if you want to be there, there's always a seat for you. Um, and it's awesome. You know, we, we have a, a group that, you know, and usually eight to 10 that are there every game. And then, some kids have soccer and the mama can't go or, you know, there's laugh that gets, that happens. But for the most part, a really large chunk of our um, staff laughs go. And so that's really special. It's, it's good for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, we have you, a tailgate. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you have a tailgate? 
we do. We have a fun tailgate before the games. It's on the practice field so the kids just run and play and no cars to worry about and we're protected. And we do a family dinner, once a, you know, on Wednesdays. Um, we also, the wives and kids, we serve at the homeless shelter once a month. Oh, I love um, it. We, we cook, we provide the food, we cook it, and then we take it and serve it with our children. Mm. And we love that. It's really, really awesome to watch the kids be together and do good. Oh, yeah. that's been special. Yeah, showing them just hands-on, you know, this is bigger yes. than football. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Use, use what you have to, to help others. Absolutely. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I read somewhere where you have had the entire team over to your house at once. <laughs> is that true? Not true? No, I've not had the entire team. I've okay, had the in sections. The whole offense. Okay. But Which is a lot of first, people. Uh, yes. And my first um, recruiting, our first breakfast to host at our home, his first season, full nervous, you know, and we had 19 official visitors. Oh. And so we had about 150. Oh my goodness. That day. So maybe more than the team for that. But, yeah, you did. Um, it was very successful and we got some great kids out of it. And so I'll never forget them. They were my first group. <laughs> oh, that is really, really neat. Now, what are some things you enjoy doing for the players that just make them feel part of your family? You know, again, I think it is just in building a relationship and being around we are at practice um, a lot. We're at the opera, at the facility a lot. And I, I really just want to know every kid and I want to know his name and I want to be able to call him by name and ask him about class and how's your mama. And, you know, I think just relating to them as people and, you know, I want to be the first person that when they're coming off the field that gives them a hug and says, I'm so proud of you or, I'm proud of you, but get your head up and we need you next week. You know, I think just being around and, and building a relationship, not even necessarily doing anything for them, just being there. Now we do a takeaways, touchdowns and treats where we have a treat night and at Halloween the kids dress up in their costumes and at Easter, the players um, pass out the Easter eggs on the field. They have the eggs. And so we just, Try to be, try to be around. I like it. Do you have a coach's wife mentor in this business? You know, I really have learned a whole lot from Carol Stoops and Arlene McNeil. Um, just poise and love and prayer and strength and so much more than I can name. I know that I can, you know, always call on either one of them. And we've been fortunate to be with them both um, these first years as a head coach. And so that's been wonderful. We also, um, have a wonderful, um, we have a Bible study that we ho- I host in my home and oh, wow. Sarah Roberts um, leads it and she is a coach's wife from, and she's in Georgia. She leads it via FaceTime. And so she is just always somebody that points us to the truth and is so good. Oh, very neat. So some of your coach's wives come to that as well? Yes. Yes. It's just for the wives. Oh, so we, every, every Monday oh, or every I other love Monday. It. Love it. Love it. Was she on your uh, staff before? No, she was the FCA director in the state of Oklahoma and she was the chaplain for all the women's sports. Um, And then she moved to Georgia and is the director of FCA in Georgia. And so she just, we we kept her on FaceTime. So we will always look forward to, to her visits. 
Oh, how neat. Now, I, mm -hmm. I know there's so much. I mean, it's 90 to nothing. I'm sure your life is so fast paced, especially in the season. I feel like, you know, he probably gets no downtime whatsoever. So many media interviews and all of that. Do you have a date night every so often or how do you stay connected? Those Monday press conference dates are always good. Um, Tuesdays, he's home a little bit earlier than normal because he has to tape his coach's show. Mm -hmm. So we always watch some show at night, you know, whatever's on Homeland right now or what, whatever it is. We watch a show together on Tuesdays and then Thursdays are our family night. You know, it's kind of non-negotiable. My girls are young enough now that I can control and not have anything scheduled on those nights so mm -hmm. it's just a, a special night for us and then uh you know away games on friday night even if he's watching film and i'm reading a book we're just together yes i love away games if you get to go mm, me too it's, i love the home side as well it's fun but there's something neat about traveling with them if you're able to do I, that ever i agree i agree so what would you say is the most rewarding aspect to you about being a coach's wife you know, just again, the relationships. We've got friends we love to cheer for across the country. We've got incredible kids, players that we keep up in touch with and go to their weddings and get to watch them become husbands and dads. But I also think that, you know, the relationship it fosters between Lincoln and I, the job allows us to be a team. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of other jobs where, you know, if he was anything else, wouldn't be a team where I'm not as involved. And so it's really special. You do sound like you're very involved. You're dialed in. This is, you know, part of, this is your ministry. This is your mission. Um, raising kids as well. Do you ever personally get any downtime? You know, they're both in a little bit of school right now. So um, the, my littlest is in a Mother's Day out. So she goes a couple days a week. So I've just started playing tennis for the first oh. time. And I've really, we have a group of wives that go. We all play tennis three days a week and it's so much fun. So I, I do that. And then I like to, I taught kindergarten before I had children. So I volunteer in the library at Sloan school one afternoon a week. And I just, I love it. I get to be up there, not necessarily around her, but just around kids and yeah. try to be helpful. Okay. Last question. All time favorite coach's wife memory on or off the field. Oh man, there's so many good ones. I, I truly think one of my favorites was the night of his introductory press conference. I got to, um, my sister took the girls home and his office is, um, it was brand new. I think Coach Dupes had been in it maybe a week. And so it kind of looks like a cathedral. It's beautiful, but I have a picture of him and he's still in his suit and he's on the phone making recruiting calls. And I just got to sit there and watch it all and think, wow, this is, we're really getting started with something, you know, we've always dreamed of. Mm, very, very special. Rapid fire questions for you. Ready? Okay. Okay. What's the last book you've read? Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owen. Do you like it? Oh my gosh. It was very, very good. You'll cry, but it's really good. Coach surprises you. Walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? I think if it was me choosing Garth Brooks or Thomas Rhett, I think yes. if it was him, maybe chain smokers. There you go. Everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house. Maybe it's our closet, refrigerator, something. What's the ugliest thing you own? 
Okay, so I'm sure that I have lots of ugly things in my house, but I am a notorious cleaner outer and getting rid of things that I shouldn't. So I get rid of way too much. And Lincoln will come back and say, hey, where's this shirt? And then he'll kind of giggle and say, never mind. I know you gave it away. So I'm kind of the opposite. I don't hold on to anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? We just had this discussion in Bible study, and I really had a hard time. I think maybe Kate Middleton. She just kind of personifies grace under spotlight and pressure and seems to be loving and precious. And I don't know. I think I'd really enjoy visiting with her. Yeah. We should make that happen. Maybe like the two of us. Someone hearing that out there, Caitlin Riley. Kate Middleton. She probably doesn't know what American football is. <laughs> you get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? I usually don't watch TV unless it's like a Disney movie with my girls or a show with Lincoln. So if I'm home alone, I'm going to get in the bath with a book. Oh, very good. Do you have any pets? We do. We have two dogs. They're Schnorkies, Schnauzer Yorkies. We have Molly and Emma. Oh, very fun. What sport can you beat Coach Riley in? This is tough. Um, Maybe Pilates or does rock, paper, scissors count? I usually do that, but we're competitive, and he usually always finds a way to win. What about tennis? Yeah, he he played in high school, and, you know, even though it was a long time ago, he'd probably come back and beat me. Oh. Okay, you got I know, that. I know. <laughs> if you had a superpower, what would that be? An instant unpacker. I love, we love to travel and I always overpack and I do not like to unpack. So if I could snap my fingers and everything just be put up, it would be awesome. Yes. Confession here. Like <laughs> I'll have it for like a whole week, just sitting right yes. there by my bed, yes. Yes. living out of the suitcase in my own house. Yes, I agree. I, I hate to unpack, so I could snap those fingers and then be put away. It'd be awesome. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for sharing with us. This has been amazing. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at CoachesWifeLife.